lesson of modern education is Woke kids step, wise kids step, college kids step I'm woke Read more, learn more, change the globe You must learn This is Woke Wise College Kids Hello, welcome to WokeWise College Kids. I'm your host, Dr. Erin. This is the first episode dedicated to post-grad life. The time after getting your first college degree is a weird time that most all college grads experience. It is filled with hard lessons, tough choices, and challenging personal reflection. It's confusing and frustrating. In this episode, I chat with Bria Felician about her post-grad experience and how she used that time to fuel her creativity. Bria is a creative producer, writer, and multimedia journalist. This Louisiana State University grad produces podcasts for a local newspaper in Atlanta and covers stories for a professional team. She is the author of several fiction novels, including a post-grad series. I met Bria during a New Orleans Author Showcase crew lit this year. I had the opportunity to read the first book in her series, More Than Enough. It was a great read that really embodies the post-grad life. The second book, Care For Me, is out now, and I can't wait to read it. In this episode, we talk about all things post-grad, career, emotions, goals, and the reality of it all. After the episode, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Let's keep the conversation going on Twitter at BePreppyLOC. BePreppy has success coaching services for post-grad students. We assist with goal setting, graduate school preparation, personal development, leadership development, and much more. Email us at info at bpreppy.com for more information. Let's get to the episode. Hi, Bria. Welcome to WokeWise College Kids. How are you? I am great. How are you doing? I am doing well. Getting over a little summer cold or allergies. Uh, Probably more allergies. I'm allergic to everything. So (laughs) I am doing well today. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So I have invited Bria on. I met her in March. So one of my um, sorority sisters actually one of my neos, through this awesome book event for African-American authors in New Orleans called Crew of Lit. And I'm so proud of her, just either anyway, but um, giving a shout out to Angelique Clark Washington. And uh, it was an excellent event and I really enjoyed it. I, I did a couple of book fairs, but I really enjoyed it. And so I went around to all of my neighboring authors and Uh, the title of Bria's book caught my eye. And when I flipped it over the back, I saw something about post-grad. And um, so I've been wanting to write my second book. Um, So my first book is Go Wiser. My second book, I really wanted to be targeted to students who have graduated and share wisdom and advice to that I didn't get for how to live my 20s and what to expect after graduation. So once I read the, the cover and the title of Bria's book and I saw it was a series, I was like, okay, I have to have her on. So 
I'm so happy she's here today. And um, so before we get started, Bria, we have a couple of questions we like to ask ask our guests here. Um, so are you ready? They're not too bad. I I think I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where are you from? I am from, I like to say southern Louisiana because I moved um like from New Orleans and bounced around and then I went to high school in the Central Parish. So I don't claim Ascension Parish. It's a long answer. I don't claim Ascension Parish, but that's where I went to high school. You know, that's the question that everyone asks you when you say where you're from. They're like, yes, okay, yes. what high school you went to? So that's why I just say Southern Louisiana. <laughs> oh, I, I Look, I totally get it. I'm from a little city called Amy. Nobody knows where that is unless they are a high school football person. Um, because that's what we're known for is football. So mm-hmm. I say, oh, I'm from the Baton Rouge, New Orleans area. Yep, that's where I'm from. So I definitely, I definitely get that answer. Um, so what college did you attend? I went to LSU. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you enjoy your experience at LSU? So I actually, I actually loved it. So my, I, I loved it. There was a, a couple of times where I wanted to transfer, um, but I loved it. Like I like like looking back, I'm like, I actually had a great time. But yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to go there as an undergrad. Uh, my dad said, like, no, you're going to a small uh university, Southeastern. And I was mad at him for a little bit, but then like years later I appreciated it. But then I ended up working there for like five years. So um you got your, yeah. Yeah, I got my LSU experience. And probably more than <laughs> probably more than I wanted, but I, I actually enjoyed my time working there. I don't think I could have navigated it uh with my personality. I don't think I think it'll been too much for me. So um, but yeah, I mean students who like really like want to go there and really dive into the whole life of LSU and not get caught up, they usually have a really good time. That's my favorite. So the reason I, cause I wanted to go to Southeastern too and Loyola, I got accepted, but that was just wasn't the option. That was just too much money. <laughs> but I, that's one thing I loved about it, that there was so much that I could, cause I didn't know what I wanted to do. I know I wanted to be Robin Roberts um, and, or Pam Oliver, which I, I didn't end up becoming, but I just was like, I don't know what exactly I want to do. And I was able to do so much stuff because LSU had so much stuff, like just, so much like way too much stuff but I got to do a little bit of everything and so that's one of my favorite parts about having gone there is there's like there was so much for me to try so okay so related to that topic what's your favorite college memory favorite you know and it's so funny because I don't even watch football now but my senior year I worked with the um like worked for, I guess, the football, like the athletic department. And one of the things I got to do was um, like basically tweet and do social media for like LSU football. And we were actually like decent that year. So like just seeing like some, like watching like Odell Beckham mm-hmm. and like Jarvis, like just do insane thing. I just like, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that question, I was like, I will never experience anything like that again. And that's just <laughs> so cool just to watch this, these insane things happen because I just, I guess I work for them. I don't know. That was cool, which is funny 
Um, I think the second thing that's tied to that is I got to go to the Sweet 16 for LSU Women's, Women's Basketball. Oh, that's nice. And I grew up watching them. And it wasn't the same because it's not like they're this it's not the same, mm-hmm. but as the people I grew up watching, but that was just like childhood dream things that I got to experience in college, which is really cool. That that I remember um Southeast. We didn't actually I didn't actually attend, but I just remember uh, when Southeastern actually had a chance to go to Sweet 16, we were in the finals. And that's an exciting time, but I can imagine mm-hmm. that's uh, m- uh, multiplied times 10 of the energy you feel at an LSU athletic event. So did were you able, when you were tweeting for uh, the football games, were you there, like, in Tiger Stadium? Yes. And it's like, the just, so I've been in sta- inside the stadium for, like, like inside getting, like, coke thrown on me but (laughs) being in like the press box and like feeling like at night with like these tens of thousands of people like screaming and you're seeing something you can't really react anyway because you're in the press box Uh and it's not allowed and it's just like oh my goodness this is like surreal so (laughs) oh so you had a really good view of uh, the game like that's I uh I had that view but wasn't like in the press box I was at the top of Tiger Stadium, but I do agree. Like the energy there is like none other. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. I and it's funny because I really, I mean, I only liked football while I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> I would so, rather live sporting. Like I, I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm not into sports that much. Like I was like in. I guess high school and teens. I don't know. I guess it was something about my favorite players in the NBA or something like that. But uh, I rather attend live sporting events, and and I think I did more live in college. So yeah, I definitely agree that live is better. If you have to watch it, go to the game. At least you get free food. Not free food, but at least you get food. <laughs> mm-hmm. So fun. <laughs> so fun. So what is your favorite college regret? So you said you did a lot of stuff at LSU, a lot of things you can choose from. Was there like a, a particular thing that you didn't do or a particular thing that you feel that you felt like if you could go back in time, you'll redo or do? Yes. It bothers me to this day that I did not study abroad because I had the chance and I just didn't. It was like partially I chickened out. Like I knew exactly where I wanted to go. I start. I studied the language in any way. I am still annoyed with myself that I didn't. Even though, it just it's just I don't know why, but I just I am not over it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I, that's one of my regrets. Um, I was a guest before. I can't remember which guest I had on here, and that was one of her favorite college memories that she felt like. Um, really made her college experience worth it. So yeah, that was one of my regrets. And that's actually one of the things I put in my book to make sure students at least consider, like think about it really, really hard and then do it. Um, Because now I want to travel the world and I have to pay full price for it. And then you could actually get it done and at a fraction of the cost and you're not caught up on, you know, what kind of hotel you like, you're not caught up on those things that you would do now as like a fully grown adult that you will look for in a vacation you're just kind of taking in everything and it's structured and even your financial aid I don't think many students understand that their financial aid can pay for some of it you just have to save money for you know your incidentals and maybe travel but some schools 
push that and and have um have a way for students to really experience it without having to spend, you know, arm and a leg to do so. So what language did you study? I'm curious. So for this one, I studied two languages in college, but this I studied uh, Mandarin, Chinese. Oh. And I, it's like, now that I think about it, I know really the reason I didn't was because I was scared Mm -hmm. and I didn't have anybody who like around me Mm -hmm. that wasn't like, that has done it before or that wasn't scared because it's like so far. And like now, like three of like right now would totally do it no matter who around me was scared but there was no example either so I was just kind of like my nature is for the most part I'd say 90% is to just feel things out you know like I'm very impulsive but not on anything that's like life-changing or uh that would in in any way even like one percent put me in danger so I just didn't I Ah oh, man, I like I just think about it. I think it's such a life changing thing. Like even if you don't move to that place, like I think it changes the trajectory of everything mm-hmm. if you go and travel when you're young and like see a whole new world. Because when I like learning about other cultures, like I'm just like wow, like things don't have to be like this. Mm-hmm. Like even like small stuff. Like I went to France early this year. And like being to travel around the country via train. And I'm like, I can't go to North Carolina unless I drive. Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know uh, my first international trip was to Italy. And that was just like life changing. That was for what, when I was 30. Um, and I felt like I could have probably been so many more places had I gotten my passport early and just, you know, set that expectation to travel more. But it definitely changes um, what I think it's you can see that we're a little bit spoiled in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I knew that going in, but to 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 just see what we take for granted or what we think is important changes. Um, so I think that's really good to learn early on, especially when you're as we're talking about postgrad, setting your expectations of what's what's real and what's like, um, you know, you can have that goal, but that's not the key, you know, it doesn't really happen that quickly or that's not, that shouldn't be the, your top priority right now. Um, but yeah, I definitely enjoyed my international travels, wished I would have had someone to encourage me to do so. I did have like a, a big sister who, um, came from the same small town and, um, not my big sister, but, She's actually, my mom considers her the middle child, but, uh, but she was the one who actually like, okay, I'm not going to have this small city mindset. And so I think she did her study abroad in gosh, Spain or Mexico. I know it's a Spanish speaking country. Um, And she lived with the family, all those good things. So she was like the closest one, but it wasn't like I had multiple people there to say, Hey, and you need to try study abroad. So, um, yeah, that was one. I, I think we share that same college regret. And I definitely do tell any students that I coach or mentor, like you definitely need to consider this because once life starts happening to you, you got to ask your boss to take off and do this and save your money. Like it's never going to be a time where you can travel and do these kinds of experiences and get college credit at the same mm-hmm. time. So. Um, so what's your favorite, this is a 
a pop question, pop quiz. What's your favorite <laughs> snack? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that changes by the day. My, my favorite, like, lifetime-wise would be honey buns. <laughs> Definitely, like, over my lifetime. But it does change by my mood. <laughs> Oh gosh, I, that is my favorite. I just wish they were uh, healthier. I just wish they had yes. some type of a uh, health health benefit, whether it was they, yeah protein. They, they feel different now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get into our main discussion. So we know you went to LSU. You're from Louisiana. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who is Bria? Who is Bria? Wow. Um, you know, it's like. You can. Ne- it doesn't matter what setting this question is in. You never know what to say, but you know yourself. Um, so I am a 26, sports lover, um, just an overall, like, I don't know, excited person, excited uh, person's excited to uh, get to know people, probably why I became a journalist <laughs> and a fiction writer. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I think I'd say those are the things that stick out the most about me. And I don't know if I said, I, I guess it may be understood as a fiction writer that I love to read, but like I am an actual bookworm and I take pride in it because there are like three things that like make me feel like my truest self and definitely reading is one of them. <laughs> nice. So you are a journalist, a fiction writer. Um, I read your book. I thought it was uh, a great book. Um, I saw a lot of awkward, <laughs> <laughs> and I love those things. I'm a, I, lo- I love like Issa Rae. I love Mindy Kaling, and so I love that type of like every person is not going to be this um, very perfect you know I don't know I just I I, because I'm a very awkward shy fun goofy um outgoing but introvert like I'm a you know I'm not a a typical type of girl so um I loved your book and it has all different themes of post-grad life and I know you're going to do a series so what's your Mm -hmm. what's the inspiration behind your book and I'm sorry her book is more than enough and that's only one of her books so uh, what's the inspiration behind this book? So the insp- so I actually just released the second book in the postgrad series. It's called Care for Me. Oh, so I have to get that. <laughs> I it's I'm like I love it so much. So <laughs> the inspiration. So I say that because the inspiration is kind of both of these people. They kind of came to me at once. These these women. So the first time like, I thought about these characters, it was kind of in the vein of like. When I saw, it wasn't directly inspired by Issa Rae, but I remember when I saw her for the first time when I got when I was in college, I was like, "Wow!" Like there's someone who like does this awkward thing, like you know the thing when you're like you're in the hallway and you don't know when to say <laughs> hi to the person. Yep. That when I first saw that, I remember it was my freshman year, and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> exactly." So I say that because like when I I've been reading a lot of like romance and indie romance and like all kind of books, but I never felt like I saw like myself like I felt like everybody every like of every one of the heroines were like very cool mm-hmm. and they were very like they were business owners of some sort or like they had their life together and I was just like why is nobody talking about how hard life is <laughs> after you graduate because it is extremely difficult like okay so I think Jamila probably in more than enough probably has a more of the a background like I did like after graduation like you did 
all of these things and akin to and care for me. You do all of these things. You do everything that they say you're supposed to do. You hustle, you network, all this stuff. And then you graduate and then nobody's trying to hire you. Mm -hmm. Or you, you take a job because you need to make money and it's like a whole hot mess. And you're just like, what Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so like it's like it's funny because it's like there's some people that have been going through things like their whole lives but it's just like I follow I did exactly what I was supposed I thought I was supposed to do and I think the biggest thing about these um my postgrad series is like life is not going to be a certain way but you just gotta you know just it's a journey and that's one of the things I love about yoga too it just keeps me from forget of it keep, it reminds me that life is a journey. Just go with mm-hmm. it. Like it's never like chill. <laughs> it's never going to be a certain way for an extended period of time, but just enjoy yourself. Like just enjoy yourself. So yeah, it, it was the postcard series is very much inspired by like, I just remember how I felt. I watched one tree Hill. It's like nine seasons, hour long episode. I watched it in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> on Netflix because I was just like I don't understand and yeah there's so much about those like three months before I could find a job that could literally be its own book but <laughs> yeah it's all inspired by like just the shock of like why did I work so hard like I had I've always had multiple jobs I've always had these internships it was just a shock yeah. honestly <laughs> I was wow <laughs> And I, I had a job. Um, well, I went straight to grad school, so I was fine. So I had a delay of that for about um, five years. So really, my post-grad was happened at 25. And even with a PhD, it was just like, what in the world is this? Like, <laughs> I'm PhD. Like, <laughs> I was like, what is, what is this? I have a PhD. I've graduated. Why is this so hard? So I know most people go through that 22, but I had a, like a delayed onset simply because I went straight through um, after I graduated undergrad to do my master's and PhD. So, so yeah, I'm kind of actually still <laughs> feel like I'm still going through, but I think that's just the the thirties that you go through that you have to look forward to. So um, what, what has been the biggest lesson you've learned since you've graduated? I think there's two that I immediately thought mm-hmm. of. I think one I already mentioned was definitely like, it's like the journey, like everything, even if though it seems wild at the time is setting you up for something else. And even if you, I basically that I, there's no, there's going to be no regrets that everything means something. Everything matters because it's a journey. There's going to be some things you don't like, even when you're 26 and you thought you've done everything that you don't need to do. Um, how do I word it? Like you can, it could be your third job and you can be doing something that you don't necessarily love. Like basically I know how to word it now. Um, like, like, uh, your career is not like a straight line, yes. you know, there's ups and downs and like, there's nothing, um, you're too good for not that I thought I was too good for something but like um, like I've taken jobs that may have been seen as a step down um, but that actually benefited me in the long mm-hmm. run um, and then the other thing is like uh, especially I wish I would have known this when I was interviewing for jobs like it's not you all the time there's nothing wrong with you if you don't get a job um, like the hiring decisions there's so many factors and yep. 
And then a lot of times you just honestly be glad you didn't get that job. (laughs) (laughs) So those are the two things because now, I don't know, I guess there's so much desperation because you want to feel like your college was worth it. Like I remember, (laughs) like one of, I only worked at Starbucks for a week. I was like, I can't do this because it was, it was one of those times where I had at least two jobs. Um, it was during that summer, that three month block of trying to figure it out. And I was cleaning the toilet and I was like, no, it's not. I know people do this all the time. I know. And I did this before I graduated, but I was just like, why do I have loans? Like why I, that? Yeah. So life is not a, like, I mean, it's funny now because now I would work at a, a coffee shop and with no problem. But then it was like, what was my career for? Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah, that's another lesson actually I learned is like it de- things don't, your life doesn't have a look have to look a certain way. You can define what you what success means to mm-hmm. you. It doesn't matter what like people on Instagram are doing. It doesn't matter what um like what you your the hardest part is what it doesn't matter what your parents think you should be doing. It doesn't matter as long as you have defined what success looks like for you, you should be fine. And that's something also I talk. I talk about in the in the second postgrad book too because instagram will get you <laughs> oh yeah yeah um and i i we i'm like the i would say the first class on facebook because it came out facebook was open to like i think southeastern my sophomore year and so we didn't have we had that pressure but we quickly learned we were like in between so we knew what the real world was and we were trying to social media thing out. But I think even now, even I see people that were like, oh, I'm this boss and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then I'm like, OK, what's the real world? Even for me, people like, oh, Aaron, you're doing your thing. You have this and you have that. And I was like, y'all have no idea what, <laughs> what it looks like <laughs> behind the scenes. But uh, but yeah, I definitely think even as I coach high school students going into college, I try to impart that wisdom of think about, don't think about this degree as a one, one-stop shop. Like I get this degree in my world, my world and my life is going to be perfect. It's like, it's a means to end, um, use it for what it's worth. And there's mm-hmm. so many other things that you can be outside of this degree that you, it's just a tool. It's not, it's not everything. It's just a tool. So I think that was one of the things that I've learned along the way is like <clears throat> so many of my friends are so, so even so many of my mentors who, who are a little bit older than me have, are they aren't doing like some people ask me, okay, oh, you have a degree in science education. It's like, oh, okay, you teach. And I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I don't teach. Um, but as I tell my journey of how I got to where I am, they're like, oh, okay, I see. So now I tell high school students that a career isn't something that used to be, isn't what isn't the same as what it used to be. A career uh, before us used to be, okay, you're going to stay at one job, maybe two, and you're going to retire. And that's a good career. For us, you have to build it brick by brick, like you said, job by job. So this job might might get you experience in marketing at a nonprofit. And this job may get you experience in 
and managing a website for for profit. And so you just take it brick by brick and you build it and your career evolves. So um, you have to once I think once people get that, once I got that idea, I was like, oh, okay, this is how this thing works. Mm -hmm. I don't have to be on a job because, I mean, I think my attention span is short. I hope people who aren't trying to hire me are listening. Um, (laughs) I can't see myself on a job for like years, like 12, 20. Like that's just like that freaks me out. Like I want to be there enough time to get it done, not to be in short spurts, but I want to be able to feel like I've completed a project or have a natural place to leave, not outstay my welcome or not get comfortable either. So I like looking Mm -hmm. for challenge and doing new things. So yeah, that was one of, that was a tough lesson for me too, was just to understand this career and job thing and, and um, looking back on it, as a journey, like I'm um, glad some doors closed and I'm glad some doors open, but, um, but yeah, just, just take it as a journey. I think I talked to um, a couple of graduates and they were just on edge about figuring out what to do with their life. And it's like, you're never going to figure that out. <laughs> it's, oh, a continual, yes. it's a continual evolution. <laughs> Once you think you've got to figure it out, then it's like, <laughs> okay, you know, what's next? So you always have to kind of think of like phases in life and not like, mm-hmm. I need to get it figured out. Cause once you get it figured out, you're either going to become bored and you, you just need, you're going to start looking for the next thing. So you have to be comfortable with continually to evolve and grow and reinvent yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going through my sister's I love my sisters. Um, it's we're going through the uh, Bria rebrand 2.0 because I did one last year. <laughs> so yes, I totally get that. <laughs> um, so what are some things you wish someone would have told you about post grad life and life during your twenties? I think the, I think somebody did tell me after graduation because I still had a couple jobs. But what you just said um, that you're never gonna have it figured out. That I wish somebody would have told me that before I graduated, but I still feel like I'm glad it was told. It, I was told, period, because that's helpful. Um, I think I also wish people would just say, and it may be because I've grown up, you know, in that social media era. Like I, I'm kind of like on the borderline where like I know it's fake, but sometimes I can't accept <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> but but I kind of I I wish people would just be more or would have been more honest about like, cause sometimes, you know, people just don't talk. People don't want to talk about like the not so great things. Um, just cause I mean, who does, but I just wish people were more honest about like twenties in general. Um, just, it's not easy, like none of it, but I feel like people just kind of like they're people have been very vague. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like sometimes until like, I could be just going through like, it just feels like the worst, but people are like, Oh yeah, that happens to me all the time. Like, I just wish there was more open discussion. Like you don't have to be like, yeah, my life sucks. <laughs> like, you know, but I just kind of wish people were more honest about the things they go to. Cause everybody would relate more because I feel like everybody deals with that now, especially with social media, just feeling like you have to be mm-hmm. on. I think a lot of people don't understand that. Like that, me too. <laughs> like I deal with the same thing too. So that's just one thing in general. Um, that I wish we just, it's not really the answer to a question, but I just feel like we, I wish we were more 
honest with each other. Cause I just feel like that would save a lot of like, even embarrassment that leads to things, embarrassment, embarrassment that leads to like not wanting to leave the house, embarrassment that leads to mm-hmm. like not want to try new things. Cause you feel like I should be here. So, yeah. So you feel like people should normalize or, um, paint the real picture or not, you, you not make people feel like they're by themselves or, or anything like that. Um, Because, I mean, the Mm -hmm. 20s, it's a growth. It's a period of growth and self-discovery and you make mistakes and you're supposed to make mistakes Mm -hmm. and you're supposed to learn from them. Uh, I think the saddest thing is to see someone who's 30 or 40 making the same mistakes they made when they were younger. It's like you haven't you haven't learned or you don't know this you know this much about yourself you're still trying to figure out yourself all the time but at some point Mm -hmm. that growth kind of slows and that becomes like I know myself I know my weaknesses my strengths I want to improve my weaknesses or you know this is me I'm not going to change you can be either way but at least there's a a kind of a slowing down of that growth and, and awareness of yourself where you know yourself pretty well and you could make adjustments and changes to your life as needed. And you know what you need. You know what you want. Um, I just think that that's what your 20s are for. And no one no one tells us that this is hard. It's not the, the parties and you're young and you're dating and it's fun picture of what we see in the 20s. It's really like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> who am I? What am I going to do? Um Things like that. So I I definitely like I want to that's kind of my goal in like the the books that I'm the book for, you know, high school students going to college and the next book that will be geared towards college grads and and even people who are just in their 20s trying to figure it out that didn't go to college or maybe want to go back. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm all with you that we need to talk more about that because we nobody ever talks. You just kind of cover it up. And we see people all pull together by the time they're 35 and 40. Um, even when I look back on, uh, what did I watch? I was watching Brown Sugar. And mm. after going back, even watching like Living Single, I thought they were so much older. <laughs> they were, oh my I think uh, Dre and Sydney were barely 30. They might have been 28. And I'm like, why did I think they were like 35? Or I just thought they were like, I don't know. But then, you know, you see that part of it being pulled together. Like, oh, she's a record part. You know, he's a record exec and he, she's this and she's that. But then um, even in real life, you see people pull together, but then they don't say, hey, <laughs> I was broke. I was near bankruptcy in my 20s, but, I, you know, or, or 30s. And I got out and I did this and I did that. Um, so I like that part of knowing what's going on behind the scenes and not, and how people got to where they are now. What were the bumps? Mm -hmm. How did you get out? So at least I know I'm going to hit it and I can have some inspiration for when that happens to me. Yes. Yes. Cause that's one thing that, cause I like, I like listening to a lot of podcasts, but sometimes a lot of times actually the 
the ones about like entrepreneurship and business, they're so unrealistic because I'm like, I know something went wrong. Like I know, but y'all are not talking about it. And cause me now I like, I pick everything apart as a journalist anyway, but me, I'm just thinking about all the other people who are listening to this. They, there's two sides of the spectrum. One, there's these people that think, Oh, well I could do it. Cause they don't know about their parent that that person's parent that spotted them like $10,000 or there's the other person who is like, oh man, I can't do that because they're like, they, their life seems too perfect. So yeah, yeah. I definitely that's that, that. Those are like the podcasts that are my favorite. Like how I built this with Guy Raz, um, mm-hmm. because people say, hey, you know, I spent all my money and it failed, but you know, mm-hmm. I got up one day, I wiped my eyes, and I I said, okay, let's improve. Like I I want the real. I don't need sugarcoating because yeah. then I'm going to think that. Uh, I should have had my first series round A as soon as somebody told me, (laughs) as I told my pitch. But, um, you know, I like the story of the Starbucks and the lady who owns TV One that that she was, I think she was denied a loan for like a hundred and one times. Or maybe it it was obscene amount. Well, maybe it's not even obscene. People don't probably know that the average time you have to ask might be a hundred. so, yeah, I, I love to when people are really real about their troubles and I, I respect them more uh, mm-hmm. when when they actually succeed and they stay there and they share their stories. So um, one of my next podcasts is me breaking down homecoming. Like most people probably see that as like a great mm. it was a great show, but I love the behind the scenes of how she struggled, like, you know with the mm-hmm. pregnancy and just getting back out there. Like most people are concerned about exercising and even the figure, okay, that's fine. But then, okay, you're like two months postpartum and you're putting together this huge show and she performed it great. But then just her journey of getting there makes a performance, I think for me, even better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, well, you know what? I can do that too because you know the yeah. struggle's coming. But now I feel like I have the tools to. Power yeah, through. and then some people think that like it's an easy journey. Like, oh, she's talented and she's pretty, and that's all I need. Like, no, no, ma'am. Um, like that's what I have to tell college <laughs> students is like just because you see the person that's the smartest in the room, you think it comes easier to them. You don't see the twenty hours that they spent. And the, the, the millions of flashcards and wall drawings and this and that that they do before they get to class, you don't see that part. You just think like, oh, they're naturally smart. It's like, no, this doesn't happen like that. So <clears throat> I definitely think there needs to be more conversations about um, 20s. And even, you know, if I would have had a life coach when I was 20, I think I probably would have been a little bit more saner. Um during that time, but just someone to guide and help you figure that out. I think a life coach is when you need it. You may can't afford it when you're 20, but, uh, but I definitely think you need it when you're in your twenties trying to figure it out. So, uh, well, I'm excited mm-hmm. for this next book. I need to put that on my book list to make sure I get that from Amazon. Um, so tell listeners about your upcoming works and any, any, anywhere they can find you, get in contact, anything you want us to know about uh, the work that you're doing as a writer? 
awesome. So um, my second uh, book in the Postgres series, Care For Me, um, came out June 28th. Um, and that one is about a, a woman who's um, finishing up uh, business school and her new coworker. You have to read it to figure out. I'm not going <laughs> to spoil anything, but her new coworker-ish um who they who's like an IT professional and they meet and they just have a lot of um she's dealing with postgrad he's dealing with his past and they try to figure things out um but yeah so I, but I also um cover the the WBA team in Atlanta so I, I do a lot of writing about that in women's soccer so you can follow me at Bria Felician is my like handle everywhere um and then you can see what I'm reading all that stuff so yeah I'm really excited about the book that I just put out I really I love 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 it and um just like all my books but you know it's the most recent one (laughs) Um, and then also yeah so I'm working on some other stuff um a lot of a lot of sports related um stories coming next in my brain at least so yeah I'm just you know writing so you can follow especially on Instagram you can follow all my writing uh trials and tribulations <laughs> well cool and I'm gonna put this out there if you um if you are a, a student in college and you're majoring journalism communications or you want to write I'm pretty sure she'll be open to answering a few questions oh, yeah. to help you get through and sharing some insight and advice on how to uh, manage um, a career in uh, journalism and writing and doing all things in that arena. So be sure to hit her mm-hmm. up. And you have, what's your website? Uh, BriaFelician.com. And my email is BriaTFEL at gmail.com. So yeah, I'm definitely, I, I feel like, everyone should be sharing their stories. I mean, I kind of mentioned that earlier too. So yeah, I'm definitely here for anybody that needs help or just kind of like timid about it. Cause I'm basically going to tell you <laughs> to do it. So, <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us and we'll post all of her information on the episode from uh, the episode information section and all of her links and links to her books. So you'll definitely have all of that so you can get in contact and be sure to pick up her, Uh, all her books, but especially this new series, Postgrad. It's a really good series, great read. Um, I think I finished it in a few days, just picking up, putting it down. So a few days. Um, I like books like you can read straight through. So thank you so much. And to all my WokeWise college kids out there, have a good time this summer, make sure you get in all the experiences that you want to. So uh, whether that's getting ready, well, you should be out of summer school by now, but uh, finishing up your work program, your internship, your summer jobs, getting ready for the fall. Um, make sure you have a good time. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the experience. Enjoy the journey. Thank you, Bria. Oh, thank you so much. It was thank so you. Fun. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by BePreppy.com, a college coaching company. Head over to BePreppy.com for free college success resources 
and to learn how you can secure a personal college coach. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all social media channels at Be Preppy LLC.